Hey, this is John with Catholic for Rednecks. Thank you for dropping by the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but I'm glad you're here. I was born and raised Southern Baptist right here in Alabama. Then one night, Christmas Eve, 2013, I found myself at a midnight mass, and I never looked back. I love being Catholic. I think it's the greatest thing I've ever found in my life, and I'd like for you to know more about it. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about the Catholic faith, shoot me an email to catholic4rednextpodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to getting to know you. Just relax and listen to a few episodes. Thank you for coming. Rednecks, going live with Eric from Kansas. Is that you? No, my name's Fred. Fred. <laughs> the fine mercy colors shining upon me. See what it? colors? Divine mercy. You're in the painting. You see the. Yeah, well, I don't understand. It's just God's. He's shining. Oh, door. your light, the red and the blue. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Wow. It happens every Sunday morning at 8.30 at my oh, church. Really? Yeah, my church, my parish. Your cathedral. Cathedral, absolutely. I go to a cathedral. Yeah. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing all right. I'm awake. All right, man. And Eric from Kansas. I was yeah, I've got clothes on, and I'm wearing a hat. And I'm yeah. not drunk. Good. Good. <laughs> you know, I, I was on my um, Twitter page. I have a true crime Twitter page. I think you're my first friend on Twitter. And I made a joke about I was going to do a video once I sobered up about a certain case. And I had. I saw that. Ooh, I got scorched by people saying. I was uh, an alcoholic, a drunk, a failed police officer, a fired police officer, and all that. And I was like, oh, and let me dox her. Her name is Cult of Jesse. Mm. I I told my sister I bought a 12-pack of beer, and she goes, when did you start eat, drinking? I go, I never stopped. <laughs> I just don't do it very often. Yeah. I, I I might have. I mean, in the last 35 years, I might have two drinks and then I stop. Yeah. So that's and my... I, I can go six months without having anything. Oh, I can't. I'm not an addict. I can go 10 years. But when I have one, I don't have. One, okay. I'm not uh, <laughs> one or two glasses of something at dinner, a couple of beers, watching the ball game. That ain't this guy right here. Okay. Well, I'm so. not a 
I'm not a sipper. I drink it and then I drink water. Yeah, I don't. I quit. I completely quit. I think in. I think it's 2020. Yes, you you said you said it's been about two years, but well, I mean, I never, I mean, I never quit. I just quit liking what it did. Well, I don't like I don't like hangovers, and I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind having a beer and then feeling happy. Mm-hmm. That's good, yeah. but hangovers suck. They, so they, I haven't done that in at least thirty years. Well, um. You know, maybe we need to talk about this because we're Catholic. And I know a whole bunch of Catholics that love God, that go to Mass, that go to confession every week, that read the Bible and pray and pray that they love God. And they can do some drinking. But in my circle, I don't know about yours up there in Kansas, but uh, I have crop circles up there. But in my circle, in my circle, it's totally acceptable to, to drink. Yeah, and I'm talking. There's about nothing it. wrong with. There's nothing wrong with my family. My dad loved beer. He was a beer fan. He tried all different kinds. He liked the dark beers. I I drink the cheapest beer available. <laughs> that rolling walk. Was it Rolling Rock in the green bottle? I've honestly, I can't remember what it's like. I haven't had that since college, and that would have been mid-80s. Dang, you're old. So, I didn't know you. I'm almost as old as you. Hey, you know what? I almost did a Taylor Marshall today. I thought about doing a Taylor Marshall. What I was going to do, and I did do it, but because of... um, I don't think anybody did it, but I was, you know, I put on there that I was going to go live with Eric from Kansas at 10 o'clock. Okay. Like Kansas and put the, put the band on there, maybe band Kansas. And maybe a lot of people would tune in thinking I was having Carrie Livgren or somebody on here, the band. I mean, that's a half truth. I mean, I've got Eric from Kansas. Right? Yeah. Live on my show. Why Live. Not, why not play a little dust with dust in the wind? Point of no return in the background. You know, it's half true, so run with it. Why Wait. not? Did you hear what the Pope said about homosexuality last week? I I heard what Dr. TM had to say about it, and I kind of got a little bit, uh, eh. but I also heard what Bishop Strickland said about it, and I liked what he said better. Well, listen, and I heard, I heard what Benedict said, and I heard what Francis said, and I'll side with Bishop Strickland over Dr. TM. Well, I heard what Pope Francis said because I heard him say it, and I got- and I also watched. Uh, R-O-B R-O-B is, R-O-B See, you got me calling him R-O-B yeah. And I don't even know the man <laughs> Blue collar Put his number on I'll put his number on when I figure out how to put, Do the captions R-O-B <laughs> I love Rob okay, I love Rob He's cool, and his video was very on point 
Yeah. Blue he, was, he was speaking the truth. If you guys are not subscribed to Blue Collar Catholic, please subscribe to Blue Collar Catholic. And he he's really a good guy. And he is. He he sent he texted me yesterday and told me that he was gonna do the video, right? And uh we texted a pretty good bit. And uh, but I hadn't been keeping up. I don't watch that dude Taylor. I don't watch him. I used to. And I think really when he's preaching Catholic stuff. He's on the money. He's the best. But when he starts talking rad trad stuff, he's out in the left freaking field being a Pharisee and a heretic. Well, he he went off on me. I think it was May two years ago because I was, you know, I do real estate and I was off. Uh, he, he was advertising a, a, an icon of Mary. I don't know which one. To sell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he said. Have you ever not seen him sell? That everything I, on his side is donate, donate, buy, sell. To be honest with you, he hit my radar about three or four years ago. And I, I don't know. It's... I hate to sound like a jerk, but the way he says his L's was irritating. But I can get past that. And I'm then no, he just kind of irritated up by how someone talks. <laughs> <laughs> and I love accents. See, you're you sound like a southerner. I ain't quite sure what I sound like. That's why I'm I'm just a hick. <laughs> but uh if I choose to, I can enunciate just like a northerner because I grew up in Illinois. Oh, yeah. So, but well, I also lived. I also lived in Texas, and it didn't take us two weeks for we was yelling with the best of them. Yeah. How does he do his L? L love. It's like he has a. It's like he has a lisp. I mean, I'm not faulting him. It's it's just. I listen to voices and some uh sometimes they they're distracting. That's the right way to say it. Distracting. You know, I sexy voice. Do who? Taylor. I don't know. I don't I don't gauge men unless you're Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a deep authoritative voice that's kind of comforting and authoritative at the same time. You know, I've got a girly voice. Got the post hole digger initials. I mean, PhD initials. <laughs> but I was going to order his book, Infiltration, and I tried to twice and my card would not go through. I don't know why. Maybe because there are insufficient funds. I don't know. I tried to order the book because when I worked for EWTN, who sent me a and just what's what's it called? Cease and uh, desist letter. You ever, That's what up? they call them. Yeah, they they e sent EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, sent me a cease and desist 
letter. And hey, I have a I have a recommendation for you since I've been watching your videos. Well, listen, Dalton said something. Help me with these comments because I'm old. You got your I can't I can't see him. Dalton said something about his Protestant relative not liking to watch him or something. I'll go well, back first. First of all, let's 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 make something perfectly clear here. We don't dislike TM. We just don't like his opinion on Pope Francis and his disrespect of Francis. Speak for right? yourself. He went off on me. He called yeah. me dude. He called me dude. Dude. I he use the phrase dude. I use the word dude. If you're a dude, you're a guy. If you're a dudette, you're a girl. Look, Taylor Marshall has zero humor, okay? If you took, you got zero what? If you took Taylor Marshall to a frat party, at, after about an hour, your friends would be, get, would be saying, man, does that dude ever laugh or smile? Can he take it? No. You know how a sociopath has no remorse, no ability for empathy. He cannot take a He's got zero sense of humor. I know from experience because he lit me up. You know how my sense of humor is. Yeah. Oh, but my recommendation is I've been listening to your voice, and I noticed that in your videos, it's like you break up every now and then. And I was wondering if your mic was closer. I can see your mic in the in the video here, but you if you got close, prop. it's a prop. That's a prop. It's a prop. Okay, oh. I'm wrong. Wait a minute. What? Another. <laughs> That's another prop. Just like everybody else. It's a prop. That's funny. See, I thought that was your legit mic right there. No, it's just to make me look semi-serious. So, so, in other words, I was incorrect that it's not the distance from that uh, boom mic. It's the distance from your phone. Is this better? Yes. This is better. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll just do this. You stay where you are. Where you yeah, are. but all I see is your forehead, dude. <laughs> but I, I, I've noticed before that, uh, like when you're doing an interview, your voice will break and fade in and out. And I thought the distance to the mic was part of the issue. And I just wanted to throw that out there. It's called high dysplasia. Is that what that's called? Yeah. I've had my vocal cords lasered. It's not your vocal cords. It's just, I, it, it could be your vocal cords because the mic may, I don't know. I don't understand it all. Do yeah, I, I come through clear? Yeah, you're perfect. That's because it's a, it's, a, it's a trait in my family that the guys have big mouths <laughs> and well, loud voices. YouTube has a little satellite reverb to it. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay. It bleeds in and well, out. And so does the podcast. When I 
when I'm doing a podcast. Um, it's just, it's not a perfect world yet. But back to Taylor Marshall. Okay. Okay. He was selling an icon and he was really promoting that traditional conservative Catholics had voted for Trump that wear veils and suits to church. He was really promoting them to move to Texas because like a lot of people in Texas, they're all about Texas. Okay. Well, yeah. Texas is cool. It's a cult. Now, I had Marie. Yeah. I had Marie Manzetti on Thursday. Yeah. Catholic Caritas on Instagram, YouTube. And she went to Texas A&M. Taylor Marshall went to Texas A&M. And it's just those people in Texas think they live in a place better than heaven. I mean, heaven's here and Texas is way up here. They believe like that. Because I went to school in Oklahoma. I went to school in Oklahoma. I went to college in Oklahoma. And about 90% of my classmates were from Texas. And they talked about Texas more than they would any woman. And more about more than they would talk about God himself. Don't mess with Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. And they're coming over to the SEC in football to take some ass whippings real soon. But they they just think that they're, I mean, they're all this, think they got the best everything. Well, look, I've been out to Texas. A lot of times it's a freaking desert, okay? A desert. Well, yeah, West Texas is like that. Oh, I mean, everything out there is like that. Dallas was like a desert. It looks like you're in the Middle East. Okay, so you ever been to, you ever been through Western Kansas? Yeah, I've been to Kansas. That's like flyover country, and everybody complains when they drive west on I seventy, going, "It's so boring. There's nothing to see but flat land." And I'm like, "Bring on the flat land." I love it. I can see from horizon to horizon. Well, you can see. I can see when the liberals are coming. (laughs) You can see a tornado come an hour before it gets to you, right? Well, maybe not an hour, but definitely about ten or fifteen minutes. Okay. Well, Eric, he's advertising a icon for Mary. He's selling one, and I was on my way to a real estate deal. I was doing a real estate deal. And I'm in real estate. So what is my job? My job is sell houses, promote the great state of Alabama. Well, he's on there promoting Texas. So I said, you know, I'm talking to Taylor Marshall. And he don't know me from a housewife. Okay. He don't know me. Now he knows my son, but he don't know me. So I'm talking to him. And I say, you know, you guys in Texas have two open borders, two open borders, one to the south, where everybody, all of our brothers from below the border are just flooding in, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they got one on the west to California, where all the liberals, all the Democrats are migrating. Like Colorado's the same way, and so's Montana and Florida, but they're migrating. 
They're fleeing California. They voted themselves into a socialist nanny state. So they're tired of their own poop. So they're fleeing. They're migrating like zebras. And they're migrating to Texas. And you got the open border from the south and the open border on the west. I said, y'all, your goose is cooked, dude. Dude, your goose is cooked, okay? Because Texas is going to end up being a dark blue state. It, it's real close. But yeah. it's real close in Kansas, too. Yeah. Every election, if you look at the totals for the last 20 years, you will see that the elections have flip-flopped. Yeah. 55% for a Republican, 45 for a Democrat. Then during Obama, it was 52% for Obama. And I'm, I'm throwing numbers out there. What I'm saying is it it always pivots over 50% because we got half a bunch of liberals here, too. That's because you're ecologists. Ecologists? You're ecologists. You got Kansas State and you got Kansas, the Jayhawks. Colleges are liberal. The only people well, who live in Kansas or students, because y'all don't have anything else in that state. You got a big we've got desert. We've got Wichita and the Kansas City, Johnson County metro area. And both of those urban areas are full of liberals. Yeah. The rest of the state is completely red. Yeah, just like Georgia. But it's just like every state. Look at yeah. California. Yeah. You've got all the coastal big cities, Los Angeles, I don't know, what are other? San Francisco. Uh, San Diego. San Diego's conservative. Yeah, well, they're a little bit more conservative, but there's still a lot of liberals there. Yeah. Uh, look at Oregon and Washington. All those big cities have the population. And if they get enough population, they overwhelm all the conservatives out in the rural areas. Yeah, that's why they have an and open border. That's why. That's why the open borders. If you look at Texas, every county that has a major urban area in it and the southern border of Texas, they're all blue. Hey, it's going to be urban versus rural. Hey, Stephen. I Hi, Stephen. But I got I got a, the commenters. Even though we got four people watching out of thirty thousand, we got four people watching. We'll watch this later. There'll be a lot more people watch it. But Stephen is my boy from Kentucky. Actually, he's from California. Yep, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I love Stephen and Dalton's on there. And some others. So I'm read. I'm trying to read the comments without being rude to Eric. But Taylor, can I finish with my Taylor Marshall story? Yes. I wish so you he, would. He's Who keeps hawking, interrupting you? Can't be he, me. He's hawking the Virgin Mary. Okay. He he he's grifting Mary, Virgin Mary. He's he's hawking her icon, and he's promoting. Somehow he goes from that to promoting. He wants all the rad trads and Trump voters to move to Texas because he he's a smart guy and he sees the future of Texas. OK, and I'm sitting here in Alabama. 
which is probably the second reddest state in America, Alabama and Oklahoma. There I, you go. I live in St. Clair County, Alabama, the reddest county in America. Okay? More people in my county voted for Trump per capita than any county in America. So I'm just joking with Taylor Marshall. And I'm saying, I'm in real estate. I'm conservative Catholic. I voted for Trump twice, moved to Alabama. <laughs> I'm joking. And I said, man, I said, Texas is butt ugly. You live in Beirut. It's a freaking desert out there. There's no trees. There's no mountains. There's nothing green. It's high crime. Houston, Dallas, war zones. Am I lying? War zones. Austin. In any city that has six police killed in one night is a horrible place. Horrible. Alabama. Now, we had four killed in one day it, where I work, Birmingham Police. We had four killed one day, but they had six killed in one night. And you know the Alamo? Yep. It got eventually got run over, and, and Texas, you're going to get run over. So I invited all the good people of Texas that are patriots and Catholics and pray their rosary in Latin. And wear coats and ties to a trad rad mass. To move to Alabama, I'll get you a house. Oh, he went off of me. He went off of me. And started calling me dude. Trying to make money off the Virgin Mary icon. That he's selling. He's selling it, not me. So a bunch of people called him out on it. Because I'm. I'm in the house doing a real estate deal. I'm not paying attention. Other people called him out on it. And he systematically blocked all of us. Blocked us all. Hmm. Once he got called out. So I don't care. I don't. The only thing I have against the dude is I don't believe it's right to make a lot of money. And he makes millions of dollars. Okay, he is a multimillionaire, and his book has more holes in it than a fish net. You ever seen a fish net? Yep, full of holes, like a drainer that you put pasta in, and you pour the water on the pasta after you cook it. And it's just his book is like that. It's full of holes. That's called a colander. A what? <laughs> colander. colander? A drainer here, but that well, it's pop here, it's soda in Northeast. I was in the Marine Corps you... for four years, so and the guy put I don't know how to do the fancy artwork on, on my YouTube, but to put a headline, an inflammatory headline about the Holy Father, that's it may be partly true. Are you are you Jewish? Are you at the Wailing Wall? I'm seeing you do this. And I was wondering if I interrupted your. I've friend. been a, I've been a rocker my whole life. Okay, I'm a rocker. I don't stand still at mass either. I'm 
I I shuffle and shift and rock. Let's rock together. Pretend <laughs> we're, we're waiting for a table. And we're rocking chairs. So that's what I do. But he, he like the Pachamama thing was a total hit job. A Pachamama did not happen. Do you hear me? What do you it, mean by that? It didn't happen. So you mean some guy didn't steal a statue and throw it in a in a river? That happened, and it was paid for by a certain person we've been talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a hit job. Is it a legit uh, carving of supposedly the Virgin Mary, or is it some pagan thing? The indigenous people of the Amazon have adopted certain things into their culture, into their church, just like we as Catholics have. Okay? For instance, do you see my wedding band? Yep. No, you don't, because I ain't wearing it. It fell off. Okay. I lost Why? weight, and it started falling off. But the wedding band is a pagan symbol. Is it really? The wedding band is pagan. The Christmas tree is pagan. Church steeples, pagan. There's all kinds of things that us Christians have incorporated into our Christian culture that we took from pagans. Well, didn't they say that coffee was from uh, Muslims and the Pope liked it, so he baptized it? <laughs> Now, you know he did outlaw cats. The Pope? The Pope hated cats. Really? And he outlawed them. No more cats. Okay? So, can you imagine if Pope Francis issued ex cathedra? No pets. No pets. I'd lose my mind. Do what? I'd lose my mind. I love my dogs. I, I know, but the, the Pope at that time outlawed cats. And I think one of them wanted to outlaw trains. Trains? Yeah, because people were traveling and missing mass. But these people like Taylor Marshall that lose their SHIT, they pee their pants over things they Francis does and says, there's no way. Do you know the guy that uh, founded Catholic Answers? Yep, Carl Keating. Yeah, he went off on me too. And um, I don't know, but I respect him and I know a little bit about his history. But he made some kind of statement about Pope Francis. And I may have misunderstood his statement. And I think maybe Mr. Keaton misunderstood my response because I think you read it, or maybe it was Rob. I never read what I never read the the posts that you had with him, but I just heard you talk about it. Maybe I couldn't find the I couldn't find the post. I don't uh, know what account it was on. Well, they were they were fussing about Pope Francis, a danger. <coughs> You know, they just beat the man to death day and night. 
And uh, I would believe all that, Dalton, my job would be in jeopardy if the Pope outlawed trains. I like that. <laughs> but uh, they were he was fussing about the Pope. And uh, you okay, brother? Yep. Okay. I parked downtown and went into a store. When I got back, my rearview rosary was torn. I want to talk. I want to answer that comment in a minute. But uh, the Pope says things that are reported in the media that can alarm you. But what gets me is Taylor Marshall promotes. Donald Trump, big time, big time Donald Trump supporter. So do I. Okay, I voted for him twice. So right. have I. Okay, I won't vote for him again unless I have no choice, okay? Unless I have no choice. It's too early to say right now. It's it almost. Be, it won't be. I'll bet anybody watching this, he will not be on the ballot. And neither will Biden. Neither one of them are going to be on the, are going to be, neither one of them. Time, be, time will tell. It's a long I'm way off. going to take one of them out probably by that time. But there's no way either one of them, no. Somebody, other people's going to, somebody you've never heard of may be on the ballot. Just like, remember Obama. Who the hell ever heard of Obama? And then all of a sudden he's the Messiah. And I'm like, where did this dude come from? I can't even say his name. Chicago, Chicago community organizer. Yeah. I mean, who was he? He's, and Bill Clinton come out of nowhere. Governor of Arkansas. Yeah, nowhere. Who the hell is this guy? This playboy from the trailer park. You know? You never know. So, anyhow, Mr. Keaton was, uh, they were giving, they were tearing Pope Francis up. And I would, I did agree with all those guys because when I work for EWTN, there's some rad trads that work there, and they're not talking about the friars, okay? Those friars you watch on EWTN, put them over here, move them over. I'm talking about the network, the corporation, the You froze. There you are. And some of the people there that I worked with every day absolutely hate Pope Francis's guts. They hate him. I've heard him say, I hate his guts. They wow. want him to die. They do. And I was starting to slip because I worked. 12 on 12, I worked at night, and I was getting to where I was watching these YouTubes by uh, Taylor Marshall, Church Militant, um, LifeSite. I was watching these YouTubes that were just exposing the Pope left and right, and it was affecting everything in my life, my faith, my joy, everything. And I was uh, thinking about being Seed. You know what a seed is? You're from Kansas. Yep. So, what well, the kind of seed? Seed of atheism. Yeah. I was, I was drifting that way. And I run across Rob's YouTube. Or Rob, I like Church Militant. 
Yeah, no, Stephen. Uh, Rob, R.O.B. Rob from Blue Collar Catholic, is friends with those church militant guys, Steve. I don't know them. I don't know none of them. I'm not against them, but my point is everything was negativity all the time. And when I worked at EWTN, I got to be behind the scenes with some very big, reputable Catholic celebrities that were inside the Vatican and in the know. And if I would drive for them or hang out with them, I would hear a different story from the one you would see on YouTube, like the Pachamama thing. I heard a different story about that right off the bat from reputable journalists. Can you hear me? Yeah. I was just look, reading the comments that showed up. I heard a different narrative right off the bat. Because if I was with somebody of importance in the know, I would ask questions. Yeah. And I would get an in from the inside that my friends wouldn't get because they weren't riding around with very famous, reputable journalists, priests, bishops. I was. Father Mitch Pacquiao, with him all the time. He'd get in my little security Jeep and ask me why I didn't have Bubba Gump on. I mean, Bubba Trump. He said, <laughs> when I get in your car, you have this radio on Bubba Trump. You understand me? So <laughs> I'd have to put it on Bubba Trump for Father Mitch. So I heard a different narrative than the one that Taylor Marshall splashed all over. So that little figure that they threw in the river, yeah, it's not Pachamama. It's not Pachamama. What was it? That is Lady of the Amazon. Is it supposed oh. to be Mary? Yeah. If you watch, if you watch the original live videos when the indigenous lady presents the so-called Pachamama to Pope Francis. She says the name is the Lady of the Amazon. She did not say this is a false pagan idol, Pachamama, false god were given to you. That's not what she said. She said this is, I love Father Mitch too. Um, it's Lady of the Amazon. Now, when that story blew up, when that story blew up, there were people seeing the news on their cell phone. And there's a famous anthropologist that's an expert on the indigenous culture of the Amazon. He was at the Vatican because those people were up there, remember? How they had the indigenous people. And they were in front, and the dude went over to him and showed him the screenshot from the Pachamama thing. And that's possible. That's not, that's not Pachamama. That's not Pachamama. Have you ever seen, it's kind of a carving, but usually they're made out of plastic or plaster. It's, I've got a plastic one somewhere. I think it's hanging in my bathroom that 
my folks got us kids and it's got a flat base so it stands up and it's got mary's head on one side and the infant jesus on the other and it kind of creates a circle but my folks have one that is old and it i don't know what it's made of well they had one it's at my sister's house she moves in moved into my mom's house and uh, it's kind of aged and it's not white it's kind of beige now from age I, it may be plaster i don't know but it's it reminded me of what lady of the amazon would be so i've always wondered if it's a legit <clears throat> pagan thing or not well so it's good that you're explaining this she had uh boobs right didn't she have topless boobs in the in the statue not the ones that we have the pachamama yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it. Wasn't well, Pachi, Wasn't the Lady of the Amazon supposedly a pregnant Mary? Yeah, with boobs. Yeah. Don't pregnant women have boobs? All some, women have boobs. Some of them, it's the only time in their lives they have boobs. Their husbands are like, "Woo!" Remember the. Yes, some women are members of the IBTC, as my mom used to say. Well. The itty-bitty titty committee. Yeah. Size A, A cups. See, I got some D's. Yep. Well, they used to be D's, so I lost weight. Now I think I'm probably a B cup. But. <laughs> oh, and another thing, I've noticed some Catholic women have gotten on Instagram and Twitter and said they had their implants removed. <laughs> Advertising it. I got rid of my implants. Because of Pachamama? No, because I, I can name, I'm not going to name their names. I know two uh, hardcore <laughs> trad leaning Catholic women. Uh, one of them's a model and they just came straight out on social media and said they got rid of their implants. To and become less of a sex I symbol? I didn't discuss it with them. Okay? Mm. didn't ask them. Maybe they'll come on the show. But maybe so. Maybe so. And one lady told me that oh, she had, had got her boob job when she was 18. And to make them bigger or make them smaller? To make them bigger. A boob job. Okay. Well, I know someone who's had them reduced. So That's what I'm been. saying. Get rid of them. They're out of style. Natural's but, always better in my book. I used to be a porn addict. Okay. And in the 80s, they were the thing. Gigantic. Life preserver. Store-bought. Pamela Anderson, boobs. Okay, they're not the the trending thing anymore. Because I walked into the the uh, gas station. You know how they had the dirty books behind the counter. But he I don't know that. I don't know that we have that. Well, I live in Alabama. Okay, so now you can see the titles. You know. The titles. Oh, yeah, you can see the titles. That's okay. it. 
Now they say natural. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's the trend. But I think, really, I think it's because these ladies probably felt objectified or maybe they got tired of everyone talking to their boobs or maybe they felt like they couldn't wear clothes without drawing attention. I don't know. But they're both... Made their back hurt? Yeah. <coughs> or maybe they think they're luring men into lust. I don't know. Maybe I can get... I don't know. Because I'll talk about anything. That's because everyone in my generation is obsessed with butts now for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? Could that, could that, what is her name? Kim Kardashian? Could that, I can't yeah. Say. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into that. Well, I want a butt implant. I, I like curves. I do too, but I'm talking about. I find a, I not, actually find a uh, woman with clothes on more attractive than a half naked woman. Cause there's a mystery. Yes. It's a mystery, like the veil, like the Eucharist in the tabernacle. When a woman has clothes on, there, there's a mystery there, I think. I do, too. Oh, we got off onto this, but. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. What if men could get implant bulges under their belt? Well, that's what socks are for. Really? But what, why does men get like a a long sausage? I bet some do. And tape it, you know, in their jeans or where you can see the outline of their junk. What if you I don't pay know. for that? Okay. What's the difference between a man getting a fake junk package that's revealing what what if his pants slid down all the way down his junk to the very end of it and you can see the all his junk except the very end and he's going to mass he's strutting in mass we think it was oh, but women women don't go to mass where i go to church well my last yeah, but you have to understand the psychology and how men and women are different. They are not different. That's the biggest lie. You oh, yes, they are. They are not. The women are men. Men do not necessarily compete with other men. They, they may have envy, but they aren't going to compete like women do. Women want everyone to love them. You talking about penis envy? Well, there may be penis envy. I don't know. But if you're in a bathroom, a public bathroom, and you're standing there, you know, the stand-up journals, and you catch a yeah. guy. Well, no, I, 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 I never really looked Eric, to see if anyone was gawking at me. Eric, this is a place of honesty, okay? You can talk. We're in good company. I was freaked out one time when somebody followed me into the bathroom of a 21 club. Yeah. And was talking to me while I was doing my business at the urinal. 
But other than that, I don't know. But women like to compete with women for the affections of men, and they like to compete with men to draw them in. Men, on the other hand, are always trying to attract women, but I don't believe men try to compete with other men near as much. They may do some, but I don't, I don't, I don't believe men compete with men. They may get a little, they may get a little sad and go, why does he get all the hot chicks? I can tell you, they're not. I can tell you how to get women, Eric, if you want to know how to get women. I don't want to know. Have a really, you can tell me, look, have a very nice car. Okay. Wear, a thick billfold and a vacation house. Wear some nice shoes. For some reason, women look at men's shoes. I don't know why they look at shoes. Okay, look. Get rid. Don't wear a ring. Buy some nice shoes and have a nice car. And just be kind of nice and sweet. And never have an opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be a doormat. But... <laughs> Nice and sweet. And it's like, did you see the movie Borat? No. Oh, God. Rent the movie Borat. Borat. Yeah, Borat. Oh, Borat. Yeah. B-O-R-A-T? Yeah. Yeah, not my kind of humor. I tried to watch it once. He's in the Humvee, right? He's looking at the Hummer. And the salesman is asking, what are you looking for? And he says, I'm looking for the PM, P magnet. Because he thought there, <laughs> he heard there was a P magnet in the Hummer. And he's tearing that thing up because he wants the magnet. He don't care about the car. Hey, man, yeah. I'm, I'm being brutally honest. Because yeah. the first time a woman marries, she marries out of love. The next time's for money. It's self-preservation. I don't know. I think women in the since the sixties are a little <clears throat> they're just as bad as men in my book. Oh, I told you they're porn addicts. They look and they lust. Do not let them fib to you. Okay. Okay. Father Chad Ripper. You know who he is? Yep. Ask him if women have porn problems. Yes, they do. Yeah. You know why? <clears throat> Tell me your reason. Because we have iPhones now. Yeah, but they were into that. You remember back in the day when uh, Yahoo Chat was a thing? Yeah. Well, I've been online since then. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I knew women all over the globe. And there were days that. All they wanted to talk about was sex and vibrators and the size of their man and sexual satisfaction. Mm-hmm. But how do you know? And how do I know what? How do you know you were talking to a woman? I know. <laughs> uh, a lot of them. I've got a group of friends on Facebook that are my Yahoo friends. Yeah. Because we also we also used to do the singing 
on Yahoo. And you can tell. We actually did voice chat. We didn't just, you know, type and do the original emotes with uh, symbols and punctuation. We didn't have these nice little pictures where it's a smiley face. We actually had to type it and we had to read the text. But we also did voice chat and video conferencing. I had a webcam since, I don't know, 98. So you're a professional. I wouldn't say I'm a professional. Professional. I used to burn addict. Former. Not porn. There were there were always moments where I did look. There were days that I looked, but it's empty. It's empty. I always wanted a loving relationship with someone to be my partner. I don't want another boss. I never wanted another boss. I also didn't want a rug. <laughs> You know, I don't, you know, you said uh, be a submissive. I don't want a submissive woman either. I want a woman who's going to tell me, shut up, Eric, you're being a moron. Are you, But I don't want her to control me either. I want her to correct me when I'm wrong and tolerate me some when I'm wrong, just like I would do to her. It's a two-way street, everything. and. By the way, did Connie ever smack you for your crab comment? <laughs> we were at the um, a diner in Annapolis, Maryland. This I found out was famous, and and she likes crab cakes. And we were in New York City last week, and. The first place I ever ate in New York City was some famous restaurant that specialized in crab cakes. So she didn't want to eat there. But we went to a diner in Annapolis and she had crab cakes. And since then, I've talked to some people that's been to that diner. So yeah. that, was a, that was on Twitter, which is the fakest social media platform in the universe. Twitter. Didn't get just crab cakes. She bought crabs. Yeah. I understood right away, but it made me laugh. Yeah. Well, you know, my sense of humor. She don't pay attention to me. Oh, she don't? No, she don't listen to anything I say. I <laughs> I could get on YouTube live and confess to having a torrid love affair with a man and, and go in details for three hours. She'd never know. Because she knows better. No, she don't watch me. She don't listen. My family don't. No one, none of my friends watch my YouTube. They don't listen. They don't watch. So I can get on here. I can say anything in the world that's embarrassing or out. They'll never know. They would never know. Never. Here's the thing. Connie probably gives you the benefit of the doubt because she knows your sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And she gives you the benefit of the doubt, and she trusts you, and that's the difference. Well, I know her sense. And you know, or she knows, you're full of poop. Well, I know her sense of humor. 
Well, that that always helps. Uh-huh. Do you see the divine mercy? I see the light. No, that is God's those rays coming out of Jesus right on me. You think right that, on you. You think that it's an optical effect, but this is <laughs> divine mercy of Jesus shining on me. It's on my face. Look. I can see your left cheek is, I, I assume this is your left. Is this your left side? Left. Yeah. Right. Left. Right. right. Okay. So it's, 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 it's honest. It's not reversed. I don't know. I'm confused. But in our church at the 830 mass, the blue and the whitish, whitish blue and the red rays, the divine mercy. Yep shine on different people, different parts of the cathedral. And I've got lots of pictures of it. And my priest, Father Jerebic, uh, he's looked at the pictures. He said, there's no stained glass point of entry to where that is supposed to be happening. And we have really, yeah. And something about divine mercy. If you look at that painting, that you, that's the famous painting, was it Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner? Jesus, I trust in you. Okay, say I'm a bad Catholic, but there's no nail prints. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. No nail prints. Interesting. Yeah, so some people have a problem with that image because it doesn't have nail scars. However, due to my access to world-class theologians and Catholic apologists, there's a fellow named Noah. He is the resident theologian for EWTN. You ever heard of him? Nope. He's on Journey Home, Noah. And I would ask him questions when I got stumped or challenged. I would go to Noah. And ask him questions. He used to be a Episcopalian priest. Isn't isn't the guy on <clears throat> Journey Home? Uh, I mean, the actual presenter, the interviewer. What's his name? Uh, go, uh, 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 I, I could say his name. Uh, yeah, if I wasn't trying to remember it, it would come right out. <clears throat> right. But so so this Noah guy works on the show, but he's not the presenter. He is the theologian for EWTN, the head honcho. They oh. have a team. They have a team of theologians there. And they have a their own office and they have all the early church writings, all the everything cataloged, and they review the material. The EW10 broadcast, they review it to make sure it's tight. So I went to him and I asked him, how come Divine Mercy doesn't have nail scars? Because I wasn't going to accept it. Because you ever heard of that? Saint Martin Perez, P O R R E S? Saint Martin Perez? Yes. He, he said Jesus appeared to him in his sight. 
and Jesus was talking to him face to face. And then St. Martin said, all of a sudden he spit at Jesus, spit right in his face. And as soon as he spit in Jesus' face, the image turned into Satan. Satan said, how did you know that it was me and not Jesus? And St. Martin Perez said, because you had no scars, you could not be Christ. So are you trying to say that the divine mercy is fake? No, I'm trying to tell you that I went to that theologian, Noah, and I asked him about that because I've never stumped the guy. I've tried. I saw him at Publix once the other day. I tried to stump him anywhere I catch him. It lives by me. And um, he said in the original image, the original, not the one you see everywhere, the original has the nail scars, the nail prints. Really? Why didn't? Why don't the reproductions have it? I have no idea. He probably told oh. me, but once he told me the original image has the scars, I was good. No, if, if that—that's interesting. Yeah, you can look him up on EWTN's website, and <clears throat> one of the videos that I like to watch, or it's also in podcast form, is explaining the faith with Father Chris Alar from the Marian Shrine, and they are like the Divine Mercy official site. And Cr Father Chris Alar's videos are awesome. Marcus Grodi is yeah, the host Marcus. for Journey Home. I was about to try to his name. I'm glad I didn't say it. <clears throat> but I watched him, and I think he does, he has two videos for the things as a Protestant, I never saw in my Protestant Bible until I became Catholic. I love those videos. They are brilliant. And you have a distinct advantage over a moron like me because you used to be Protestant. And you know your Bible. I'm just a, a moronic cradle Catholic who... Went to church for the first 17 years of my life, but I know the stories kind of like uh, the Jews knew their history and the early Christians knew their history before the Old Testament was written down and the apostles didn't have a Bible. But you know the Bible and it supports the tradition so well, but you know it and I don't. I've read the Bible completely through one time in my life. And that was a Protestant Bible I got from my grandmother who isn't Catholic. And I skipped over the chapters where it had all the begats. Those are tough to Huh? They're tough to get through. They are. I bored the snot out of me is what it did. And I was like, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so. And then I looked at how many pages of begats there were. And I said, I'm going to skip that. But so I technically, I have not read the whole Bible, but I've read everything but that. Mm -hmm. And, but 
Catholics can quote the Bible. We just can't tell you what the verses are. Protestants we can are, tell you that they're no. not. Protestants are no different. But we, but Protestants can generally give you the verse. That's but just, they only give you, they just, give you one verse. But they don't tell you the story in context. But Catholics can, mm -hmm. right. considerably better than Protestants. Right. So I'm. I'm not a Bible scholar or a theologian, but I, I kind of know the Bible. But you, what, we, what were we talking about the other day? Uh, and you showed me a couple of verses and I read them in context and it was like, what? oh my goodness. One what? was Romans. 128, I think. Yeah, 128 where it talks about... Um, God doesn't abandon his people until they've abandoned him first is the gist of it. In other words, atheists have abandoned God, so God does kind of abandon them. But he doesn't, he never completely abandons them. But he's not, and there's a, a meme that's going around that uh We have to invite God in or he won't come sometimes. Sometimes he might, but as a general rule, we have to invite him in or he won't, he won't come. And it ties in with all of that. And I find that to be interesting. But yeah, Chris Alar's explaining the faith is brilliant. And he started doing that in 2020 because of the COVID lockdowns. And it it's interesting. And he has so much passion when he's doing these. He's he's like, this is amazing. This is this is wonderful. This is interesting. You know, he's always it's just, I love watching him. Well, I've never read the catechism either. Well, as a, I grew up, I was in the Word of Faith movement, if you're familiar with that, Word of Faith. Kenneth E. Hagen. You ever heard of him? I'm, I'm familiar with some of the televangelists, but not quite him. Oral or Roberts. Yes. Yeah, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Uh, George James. Martin. What was his name? James. My dad loved him. Uh, James. Swagger, Jimmy Swagger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I actually every now and then, like on a Monday morning, I'll see this Baptist guy from Oklahoma. He does his sermons and I listen to him and I'm like, you're wrong, dude. Or I'll go, Hey, that kind of makes sense. That was interesting. But half the time I'm like, that's wrong. Your interpretation of that is wrong. Mm -hmm. And it drives me nuts when people are so wrong. And Protestants, a lot of them, like I have a friend on Facebook that is Church of Christ. And oh, she'll she'll post a verse, and I'll be like, um, "That verse doesn't mean what you think it means." 
you're interpreting something that doesn't exist there. And oh, drives me nuts. Yeah, they love it because the way you the way you are trained or raised as a Protestant. Now I was raised in a Southern Baptist church and we memorized certain verses. Okay. And that was a big thing. Memorize scripture. A big thing. And so when you memorize a verse, you're memorizing it through the lens of their interpretation of what they're wanting you to learn or memorize it for. Like yep. in the Southern Baptist Church, the pinnacle of the Southern Baptist Church is once saved, always saved. That is their biggest, biggest thing. Jesus paid it all. It's all complete. You're saved. It's 100% grace. So if you grow up Southern Baptist, the verses you're going to memorize are the ones about once saved, always saved, or evangelism. Okay, evangelism. So when you memorize the verses, you're not memorizing the preceding verse, the chapter, the context. No, you're memorizing the one verse many times completely out of context, but you've been quoting that verse your whole life. And it only means what you're quoting. Then when you read the surrounding verses with an open heart and mind, yes. with integrity, you start thinking, well, hell, that don't mean that at all. <laughs> or they yeah, but they never do that. It's clickbait verses. Yeah, it is. It's half a verse. Half a I would like... I wish the writers of the New Testament would go back and do it like a Dick and Jane not a book like yeah. we had when we were growing up. C-spot run. Huh? Like catechism. They should have just wrote a catechism. That would have probably been better. But all the New Testament letters are or responses to questions that we haven't heard. Paul was writing these churches explaining stuff that they were asking him. We don't even know what they were asking him. We're getting half the context. Yes, we are. That's exactly right. But hit all of all of Paul's letters and Peter's or whatever, their encouragement, their correction, and their truth. They're, it, it's, it's like reading Dear Abby for new Christians. Right. They're timeless in some ways, but yeah. in other ways, they're specific for just them. Yeah. That's where you have to have a certain discernment without twisting the meaning. Well, what most Protestants do not realize is that when Paul was writing those letters, there was no New Testament. And every time he referred to the scriptures, he was not referring to what we know now as the Bible when he said all scripture is God breathed, inspired. He was not he was, look saying what we would say today. 
Yeah. Because your Baptist preacher will say, this is the word of God. It is inspired. He <laughs> says God's word is inspired. But Paul was talking about the Old Testament when he said that. The, the Torah, the law, and the prophets. And you know, that's not all they went by. The Christian Old Testament is not all that those practicing Jews went by. Didn't they have three books? One was the Torah, the Law, and the Prophets, and then there's the 613 rules, and then there's another book of teachings. Is, they have a I don't know the name of it. They have a Talmud and a Pentateuch, a Torah. Yeah. They have all kinds of stuff, and they believe in yeah. the Purgatory, because Maccabees is Old Testament. Yeah. Well, the Old Testament that Jesus would have had and the Old Testament that Paul and Jesus quoted from was the Septuagint. Yep. Greek. And the Septuagint contained all the Catholic books. Yes. That the Reformers ripped out of the Bible. But Protestants don't know that. They don't know it. You go down mm -hmm. to Baptist, go down here to the First Baptist Church with a video camera, and when those good Baptist people walk out of the church, headed to the diner, interview them, and ask very simple questions about where the Bible comes from, and they will have zero idea. They think it fell out of the sky. Hit them in the I had an incident. I had an incident one time. I was downtown at uh, one of the restaurants that does a German buffet. And I was down there for lunch. And a woman came in. And I was in a good mood. I was being sociable. And I said hi. And we started chit-chatting. And she said, I'm a Methodist pastor. She? Here at She. Mm -hmm. at a local church and i said do you know the history of the bible and she goes yes and i go well you do you understand that the bible i think i told her what you were, had just said about that the original christians didn't have a bible and here what it ended up being that what she said was well my bible <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I started, I, I kind of laughed at her because it was like, no, you don't know the history of the Bible if you call it your Bible, mm -hmm. because that's flawed. Yeah. Anyway, she was, she was, she, she boogied right on out of there after that little discussion, though. It hay, didn't take long. It's a haymaker when you run across a legitimate Jesus love and truth seeking Protestant and just give them a few truths. They have a couple of truth bombs they've never heard. They will be stunned and they'll start thinking because I got hit with a haymaker by my police lieutenant who had become Catholic and I was trashing the Catholic church which I did all the time on Facebook. 
love the trash Catholic Church, didn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> Thank God I didn't run into somebody like you, you know, because <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. And I told her I didn't believe in anything that wasn't written in the Bible. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. If it ain't written in the New Testament, I don't believe it. I fearlessly don't believe it. I don't care. I blasphemously don't believe it. Because I yeah. think. And she said, you believe that Christians are supposed to live by the New Testament only? And only believe what's in the New Testament? Yes, ma'am. I was dogmatic. She said, well, what did the Christians believe for the first 350 years of the church. I said, what do you mean? They didn't have a New Testament. And I was like, oh, it, it was a haymaker. I went blind. That, that a friend of mine from the Church of Christ, she refuses to understand that there was no New Testament for the first 15 to 20 years of Christianity. Not a word. Not a word. And what bothers me is Jesus said, I will send you the paraclete to reside with you forever and guide you. Am I, am I getting that close enough in my Eric's bad paraphrase for you? John 14, I think. John See, I don't know the 16, I don't John, know the verse. I don't know the verse, but I um, know what it means. I'll send you the comforter, Holy Spirit, perfectly, he shall guide you in all truth. Okay. And bring my point is if Protestants believe that there was an apostasy, like the Jehovah's Witness and the Mormons believe that there was an apostasy in the early church, then that means that the Holy Spirit failed mm -hmm. and that means that they don't trust the holy spirit and that according to the catholic church is an unforgivable sin isn't it yeah now uh hey. what what how do they say it uh unrepented willful willful ignorance well there's willful. actually another way to say it willful um, is the way to pen willful impenitence, I think, is how it's worded. Mm -hmm. They don't, and, and that, what that is is that's denying the Holy Spirit, and that's denying the mercy of God, that's denying the love that God has, and the only way to cure that is to believe. <laughs> you got to choose to believe sometimes. Yeah, but. I'll use the same argument you just gave me about these people that don't believe that Francis is the legitimate Pope. That means that Jesus was bluffing when he said, I give you the keys to Peter. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right. Now, he didn't say that the gates weren't going to rattle or lean or quiet. <laughs> It's prevail, won't prevail. You ever yep. all game and your team get their ass beat all through the game, but then they 
rally at the end and win. It means the other team did not prevail. It means that God sent people to stand up and teach what they needed to know to save the church each and right. every time. Right. And, and I, I love that. Well, I was telling Mr. Keaton to finish my story from hours ago. That they were freaking out over Pope Francis ruining the church, changing the church, all this crazy stuff. And I was like, have you not? Read, and I didn't know who I was talking to. I did not know that this man was the founder of Catholic Answers, which I love Catholic Answers. I did not know to whom I was speaking. Like when Paul got slapped, he said, I didn't realize I was talking to the high priest. Well, I didn't realize I was talking to the founder of Catholic Answers. I said, Dude, have you not deep dived the history of all? Popes. We've had 266 popes because we've had some dumpster fire popes. Yes. Evil and believed evil and tried to change church teaching and wanted when, stuff. Not one. When it came to when it came to the true doctrines of the church, they flew right. Are you sure? I believe so. Have you studied all 266 popes and read their writings and their statements and things they wanted to do or tried to do? No, I have not studied them, but they didn't get away with it, did they? No, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. They may have been wanting to change things in the church, trying to hating stuff they may have been not even christians not even men of god but the holy spirit preserves the church because jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail you just gotta yes. make a decision we we agree it's just we're saying it a little differently exactly exactly because when we get off of here in a minute because my voice is gone I'm going to send you a link that I, I run across a couple of years ago where you can, you will, did you know one of the popes wanted to get rid of uh, the sacrament of marriage? Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, can you imagine had we had Taylor Marshall back around 990 AD and him reporting on things the Pope and the Vatican were doing. You know, Father Mitch said, uh, Father Mitch told me, I think it was the year 999, right in there, the, the last decade before 1000. You remember Y2K? Yep. You know, if you're old like us, Y2K was a big deal when it was going to, Calendar was going to flip to the year 2000. Hell was going to break loose your bank accounts. Everything was going to get wiped clean. Well, everything computer related was was going to be foobar. Take your money out of the bank because it won't be there on New Year's Day. And Father Mitch said that the same thing was going on in the church 
when the calendar was going to flip to 1,000. Huh. There was all kinds of wild, crazy teachings coming out everywhere around the church. He said it was routine, regular for most every bishop to have homosexual lovers, orgies, cat houses, women, you name heresies, sexual vice. He said it was covered up rampant if we knew how bad off the church was. In, in that time, we would think right now the things going on are the pinnacle of our righteousness. Wow. But we don't know what all was going on in the first thousand years of the church because we didn't have wall-to-wall media tape recorders, cameras and all. But we have a lot of writings and you can deep dive those writings. There are some things about the popes we know this much about. We don't know nothing. We know their name. Maybe when they served and that's all we know. But we've had some bad, bad, bad popes just like Israel had bad kings. But we God, had flawed men, and there's flawed men everywhere. Mm -hmm. Even in the Protestant denominations, there's flawed pastors. And that's why they have so much division. Yeah. I mean, even in the Catholic Church, people, I, I don't like that priest. So they move to a different church. Church hall. Yeah. But Protestants, they just go, oh, we'll start our own church. Right. They do. And part of the reason they do that is because the Catholic Church is all connected. 1.6 billion Catholics in the world, all under one leader, spiritual leader, Can't not our government leader, but spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. And all the Protestants, all these non denominational, quite often they're a church of one. Their own that that congregation does their thing, and if they have a bad pastor, it gets it gets swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. They had their they had their own pope who is infallible until they disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got but that's one. why we got one right next door to EWTN. I mean, right next door is one of the biggest non-denominational churches in the country. Right? You're talking about the uh, uh, dang, I can't remember the name now. I thought of it last night. Yeah, I got family there. What's and, the name of that church again? I'm not going to mention it because I'll lose 800 subscribers. Oh, okay. I'm going to get scared and, and be fear of man here. Church of the Highlands. Yeah. Yeah, we talked we talked about the uh, mega churches like uh, Life Church and Church of the Highlands and they can do those no are two of the those are two of the top 10 largest uh, mega churches in the country. Mm -hmm. Now, this church down here can do no wrong. They can have scandal after scandal after scandal. And there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. But those very people, I got friends there that attacked Francis and the Pope 
relentlessly. And I'm thinking, I don't even go there because I'm thinking, there's stuff going on at your church right now that if it was going on in my church, it'd be worldwide news. Yep. Worldwide outrage. But it's all good at your church. Well, that's one thing I like. The Baptists finally owned up to their own flawed pastors and the whole sex abuse. The Baptists at least kind of owned it a little bit, at least. Oh, uh, most of them don't know about it. Well, it, it was national news for half a minute. It don't matter because Baptist people attack me relentlessly about pedophiles in the church. I'm like, dude, have you read a newspaper? Google <laughs> two words, pastor arrested. Just Google them two words, pastor arrested or Baptist pastor arrested. Wake the F up. Yep. Everywhere. It's a human problem, not a Catholic problem. And this, we just got exposed about 40 years before everyone else did. Okay? <laughs> the, the school system, the public school system, is a magnet for perverts. It's rampant. It's out of control, worse than any virus. And nobody. I, just, I saw something on Twitter about that yesterday. It's horrible. Somebody, I posted a video of my priest and some guy gets on there and says, I feel sorry for all those altar boys. And I'm thinking, if you do your research, your kid's better off at the Catholic church than most any other church or Boy Scout or public school in this country. Your kid's going to be safer at the Catholic church than most any other church. Well, look at look at the shooting in Memphis where they have defunded the police so they hired substandard officers to replace the good cops that quit. And now they've got the Tyree Nichols murder by yeah. five black police officers. Well, we had... And that's the... That's the same thing that could have happened in the church or with pastors is you've got to screen people for how they believe, how they live their life. If they've ever been homosexual or if they've ever been, you know, sus suspect in any way then you don't want to make them a priest or a pastor. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that people can't change. Yeah. People can change. Don't make them a police either. We hired burglars. Is that I what they did? Hiring. I was a hiring officer for Birmingham Police Department. Okay? I worked for the chief of police screening and investigating potential police officers and you can't find 50 good people to be a cop you really can't. you can't they don't exist well we need to pray for our priests you start out with 3,000 people wanting to be a police officer right and you go through each 
case file and they go through a series of screening things we did. And when you get to the best 50, because the chief and the mayor says, we got to have 50, got to have 50, got to. I said, chief, we ain't got but 30 unless we go into the ship pile and get some people that's been in prison or jail or got some questions. Harm. I'm not kidding. I hope I don't get sued for this. <laughs> we wonder why crooked cops and racist cops and crazy as hell cops because you hired them. Because nobody, you have to be crazy to be a cop. What man in his right mind would want to be a police officer? Think about it. You have, have to, be to be pretty crazy. crazy or really, really selfless. You have to be a crazy, insane person to put on a gun and a bulletproof vest and a badge and walk outside your house and go chase violent, murdering criminals for no money. You have to be crazy. Why don't we have more veterans joining police forces? That's about all there is joining. Is it? Yeah. You have to be crazy to join the Army. Who, who would join the Army or Marine Corps to go fight in a sandbox? That's insanity. Yeah. Think about like a fireman. You ever seen what a fireman does? They run into burning buildings and shit. They're crazy. There's something wrong with them. That you're going to go walk into an inferno where the floor's going to drop out. And the ceiling's going to fall on you. Yeah. It's, you, you got to be a certain mentality that's not normal for us to be a first responder. The first responder. There's an active shooting at the school. You're going to go in there by yourself and take care of it. That takes big balls, okay? Huge, massive man packages to do that because you don't wait for your backup anymore. That's not how you're trained. You go in and you go towards the shooting and you neutralize them. Then you get crucified when you neutralize them. Yeah. He shot the gun out of his hand. That's what <laughs> Why didn't you just tear gas him or tase him? It's a no-win job. You cannot win as a police officer in this country, no matter what. You're always wrong. People turn on you. The government turns on you. The media, the judge, they just let them right out the door. They don't care. The judges don't care. The lawyers don't care. You take those police away like they want to do, and this country won't last one month. It'll be gone. Well, they're doing catch and release these days, and that's not right. Yeah, that's why you're seeing 80-year-old men and women getting their ass beat on YouTube by thugs. And then if you shoot one of them, you're the bad guy. And then you've got, last night I watched video of looters in memphis yeah. that does nothing for the memory of tyree nichols it, it, it don't it's just it, say that again an excuse to loot to burn beat people to hurt people it's an effing excuse 
Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. The world is upside down in too many ways right now. Yeah, it's it's about, yeah, we left God a long time ago in the 60s to be exact. We well, opened- part of it part of it is I know I know someone that's always telling me you need to be nice. You need to be nicer and I'm like I can't be nicer. When was Jesus nice? Jesus was nice when he hung out with sinners, but he didn't approve of their sin. He Je- told them to go and sin no more. Jesus snapped on people. I'm amazed at these people that that had this hippie, hippie image of Jesus with his rosy cheeks and, you know, all country songs. Jesus was like a sinner like me. All this stuff. You're right. Jesus was cool when he was hanging out with the whores, you know, the tax collectors. But when he got around religious people, he snapped on folks. He even used names, called them names. Serpents and what else did he say? He never backed down from a debate. He would go off. He He would debate. People say, John, you have Father Mitch all the time. Rebuke me. To my face, Father Mitch Popcorn. John, you're all elbows. He'd do just like this to me. You're all elbows, John. <laughs> Father Mitch is a nice guy. He could talk to a Democrat, an Antifa person, and be nice. I can't do that. I can't uh, either. I think you can. I think you're nicer than me. Beto is nicer. ROB Rob is nicer. But I'm you want to tell that to my sister because she thinks I'm an a-hole. Well, yeah, you know, Jesus' brothers and sisters mocked him too. Did they not? Well, they always say that a, a person is never as thought of as vile as in their hometown. Yeah, movie stars, their family hates them. You pick any movie star, any rock star, any icon of rock, and all their family and friends hate them. You know Metallica? Uh, Metallica's been around for a long time. Did you know they fly and sleep separately to every show? Really? Yeah. They don't. They hate each other. They can't. They're only good on stage, huh? Yeah. Well, what they do is they fly in separately. They ride in separately. They come to their tune-in room where they tune up and do a song to make sure they're in sync. Then they go out on the stage. Then they run, get in their limo, go to the airport and fly to a different, they'll be in different cities. I kid you not, because they'll do a part of the country every two weeks. And they'll have hubs like Boston. They'll hit all the cities around Boston, but separate. They fly in and fly because they cannot stand each other. Really? There's people in the Rolling Stones that have not talked to each other in years. <coughs> wow. You know, it's just it, once you get to know people, you realize they're just as sorry as you are. You know what I mean? They got yeah. I, I guess familiarity does breed contempt. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn, I watched a, a two-hour documentary on her last night. Everybody loves Audrey Hepburn, the actress. 
Elizabeth Taylor. You married five and six and seven times, can't get along with nobody. I was never a fan of Liz Taylor. I love her. I'm talking about the girl on the screen. I'm not talking about whoever she was in real life. I love Elizabeth Taylor. Love all of her movies. You know, beautiful woman. Bat shit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> married when you married seven and eight, ten times, there's something wrong. You know? Could very well be. And the stuff money can't help. <laughs> you got all the money in the world. <laughs> they got no friends. <coughs> I gotta go, Eric. My voice is tuning out on me. Hey, I got a question for you. On your voice, does it hurt when you yeah. talk too long? It hurts. And it really hurts when you got your family don't listen to you ever. You can explain something in intricate detail for weeks. Then that thing comes up where you've been talking about, they ain't listening to anything you said. So you gotta say it over and over and over. Yeah, it hurts to talk. And I got okay. a, I've got an appointment March the eighth to see if I'm gonna have surgery. And if I do have the surgery, I don't know if I'll be able to do this anymore. But oh really? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Is, so is that is that why you're trying to get a backlog of videos on? Yeah, I gotta do what I'm doing while I can. Yeah. You know, if I can't do this in a couple of months, what's my granddaughter going to watch 20 years from now? What's my grandson? My grandson's coming Friday. He's going to be born. Friday? Yeah. He's coming Friday. They're going to do a C-section. So Max will be here. What's he going to listen to when he's 21? His dad's wisdom. Yeah, his dad's <laughs> a lot wiser than me. I, yeah. <laughs> I was over, he was over yesterday and asked me a couple of questions. And I'm thinking, why is this guy asking me anything? Because my son is a walking catechism, early church writings. I mean, it's a shame the Catholic Church is restricted on who can be a priest because they are missing out on a lot of good men that can't be a priest because they're married. And there's other Catholic rites that allow it. And there are Holy Rosary Catholic Church right down here as a married priest. Do you know that? Yeah, but he, he was a convert and was Roman, married before. Roman Catholic priest, Holy Rosary, full-blooded Catholic, Roman right, married, graduate of Harvard and Yale. Now, what if you got a priest that graduated from Harvard and Yale that intelligent, and they weren't going to let him be a priest, but they let him be a priest. He ain't the only one, which I wonder why Marshall Taylor won't be a priest. He can be a priest. Yes, he can. I don't know. He'd be a priest. I can tell you why he's not going to be a priest. Why? Money? You figure it out. What's a priest like? <laughs> 25 grand a year, maybe. I don't even know. Some of them in certain rights get like 300 bucks a month for gas money. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Well, they, they obviously make enough to fly to the Bahamas, some of them. Oh, man, I don't feel sorry for no priest. You know, they can date 100 women 
and it's not dating. They go out to eat every night with beautiful women and their ministry. I can't go out with hundreds of women. I get my wife to leave me. But if you're a priest, you ever see the Sopranos? Uh, no. Uh, you ought to watch the Sopranos and see the priest on there. It's funny. I'm not trying to make priests mad, but I got a priest buddy, and uh, he's not on social media for a reason now. But, uh, <laughs> man, he goes on vacation with people and stuff because he's a priest, and he's holy, and he's celibate. So he's a safe date. Yeah. The women can take him to eat and talk about their problems, but it's father so-and-so, even though he's a bodybuilder, and tan and good looking and he's eye candy he's a priest so he's safe and we can legitimately hang out together because he's a priest i bet you that <laughs> hey you remember that first video we did interview yeah and i was trying to remember that name of the priest from the korean war that is on the path to be becoming a saint yeah his name was emil capon from Pilsen, Kansas. That's down the, down the road and around the corner from here. I just thought I would actually let people know that I did remember his name. <laughs> we believe you. We couldn't remember Marcus Gordai's name to save our lives. I, I did a search on it while we were while you were talking. Yeah. Well, I got to go, Eric. I love you. I love you too, man. I'll have you on here again real soon if I have any that, if you have any what subscribers left <laughs> yeah we did talk a little bit about politics to begin with didn't we and boobs and porn and everything <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a call okay alright All right, bye brother bye